Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ludic just keeps staring longingly into my eyes, so. How cute. I haven't been home very long today. Poor sweet baby. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's turn it on. Um, oh, I should really the, hmm? the, the Bill O'Reilly quote where he's like fuck it we'll do it live that's what always makes me think of you ever seen that video no oh, it's a classic I'm a child I really should figure out a more eloquent way to start the podcast than just by saying like um every single time but I just just get a, a signal, like, do a thing. We do gotta get you one of those on-air signs. You can just put That like, would a... be really fun. And then I know it, it has begun. I usually try to go based on your, like, tone of voice. But it's not a perfect system. Fair enough. So, one thing I want to start off with is a callback to something that I mentioned a red hot minute ago now, but um, I mentioned a long time ago that I had stumbled across this artist, this musician on Instagram who had one single track on Spotify, and this artist is called Chanter, and that track is Hounds of Hell, and it's awesome, and I love it, um, but the exciting thing is that this past Friday they released a new track called Witch's Brew, and it absolutely slaps! Everybody go listen to it. It will be linked in the description. It is so awesome. Yeah, this guy's great. I nice. hope to see nothing but... I God, I hope we get an album at some point. Just nothing but more. Whatever this guy wants to do, I'm so here for it. So, that's a fun little announcement. The only announcement of any sort, I think, that I have for today. Okay. Anything new with you before we get even further into it? Um, not that springs to mind. <laughs> Nothing fun from the beginning of classes? I was just thinking earlier today about how, um, not one but two people in one of my classes said that their dream pet was a hognose snake. Aww. That's so sweet. Yeah. 
I was real jazzed about it because I had shown a picture of Harley and they're like, oh my god, that's my dream pet. I'm like, are you serious? Although I do wonder if because you bring it up, yeah, like you previously hadn't, like they previously had no reason to, perhaps there were people who were also snake people in some of your older classes, but you just never, they never came up because you didn't have a snake. Because I've, what year is this? Like almost four. Three and a half years. That took longer than it should have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I show pictures of him in every class on the first day. That's just that's just a rule. I meant to send you a picture of him that I took the other day because I cleaned his enclosure, you know, so nice and shiny. And he just laid there and stared at his reflection for a long time and just, you know, kept going the blah blah blah. Who's the other snake? I honestly think he was confused because he wasn't just like laying there. He, you know, was like semi-scoping the whole time. Just like, God, what a, little, what a little idiot. Yeah, he, he's so dumb. That's what I say. He has the, the one brain cell bounces around the skull like a window screensaver. And every time know. it hits the corner, he gets one thought. But no, when he when he catches that brain cell, he goes, that's a little blah, blah, blah. That's No, that's blah, too blah. often. We're giving him too much credit. Mm, that's true. Well, yeah, he only does the blah blah when he notices movement. That's it. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, so another random thing that I just remember because this is sitting right next to me on my desk. Um, I ordered some ghost artwork off of Etsy because of who I am as a person. And mm -hmm. the uh, artist was nice enough to send like a bonus random print in my order. Nice. <laughs> it's a fucking reanimator-inspired ghost print. What are the odds? I had no idea that they had even like that this was even in their art catalog. That is awesome. But yeah, this made me so excited. Hell yes, and I will be linking the uh, Etsy shop in the description as well because they've got some cool stuff. And if you're a fan of ghosts, you should totally check it out. You should always just generally support independent artists. Yes. Very important. Always do that. Support your favorite artists however you can, especially indie artists. All right. So with all of that sort of quote-unquote out of the way, even though it's not like we're on any form of real schedule. No one's making us. This is something that came to me as I was driving home today. And I thought it was genius, but maybe I'm giving myself a little too much credit. The question is, if you could add three more seasons onto any TV show that was cancelled way too soon, which show would you choose and why? So, I feel like we're just gonna skip over Firefly, because that's... I feel like that's one everybody says. Because it really was cancelled too soon. Sure. Oh. Oh, you've never seen Firefly. I have not. I just remembered that. I was assumed because you're a nerd. You know, it's a thing nerds have seen. A fair assumption, but that is not one of the things. Yes, yes. But that's that's kind of one that people often cite. But I, I knew what my answer was going to be the second I saw this, which was approximately five minutes ago. <laughs> um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Okay. 100%. It only got two seasons, and it is a crime against humanity. Okay. I have not seen that one, but I believe you. I think in general you have good taste. I think you would enjoy it. There's um, a skinny, awkward, white British guy. 
Say less. <laughs> yeah. I have a type. He plays Dirk Gently, and then there's a... What's his face? He's a hobbit. Elijah Wood? That one. Oh, sweet. I love Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood's in it. He's okay. like the, the partner to Dirk Gently. So. All right. Yeah, I'm that, I'm about sold, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's incredible. I gotta rewatch the whole thing, like, five more times. Here's where my mind went immediately. If I could add three more seasons onto any show... That was canceled way too soon. Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Because I feel like, how many seasons did that get? Two or three? Two. Yeah. Like, man, five seasons of that I think would have been perfect. Yeah, that... I mean, they did their best to wrap it up, and they did better than probably anybody else in the world. Yeah, I gotta say, Pushing Daisies is an absolute masterclass on how to finish your show on the shortest notice possible, and, like, it shouldn't... It shouldn't have been that way, but those were circumstances way out of their control. Yeah, no, that's um, that's something that haunts me. Because I remember when that show premiered in 2007. It was a very important show to me. Because I was living in Chicago at the time, and I didn't, like, know anybody. And so the show was, like, my my comfort. Felt. And then they took it from me. No, pure evil. I love Pushing Daisies. It's such a great show. And yeah, I think five seasons for like, here's the thing. I think there are some shows where it definitely takes longer than five seasons to tell your story. Like I think, and I say this a lot about movies as well, like it takes as long as it takes if you're like, you know, doing it right. If you're not like either rushing through things or stretching things out way longer than they need to be. Like if you're doing it right, it, it takes as long as it takes. I really don't care. Like, again, I have watched and enjoyed every second of a seven-hour movie because it needed those seven hours. Yeah. So, but in general, I think the sweet spot for a lot of narratives on TV is the, like, five or six season mark. And it, it just, Pushing Daisies was so good to begin with. I just feel like if it had been given that sort of Again, that kind of just, like, sweet spot, room to breathe. Yeah. We could have had something magical. It deserved better. It deserved better. And, um, my second answer that I'm also, like, here's the thing. I am so happy with the return. Because, like, Twin Peaks was canceled in the 90s came back 25 years later and in a way that was so perfect I almost don't want to mess with it but at the same time I really would have loved to see the original vision where the murder of Laura Palmer sort of like fanned out into a much wider story and that central or that, it, like, again, the Who Killed Laura Palmer wasn't supposed to be the only draw to that show. That was supposed to kind of reveal so many more things about this world that David Lynch and Mark Frost had created. And that central question was kind of going to fade into the background for a while. And man, I just, ah, I would love to know what that would have looked like. I really would have. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I mean... on the one hand, I am so, like, the return is perfect 
Like, I, it's genius. I love it so much. It is essentially, like, an 18-hour David Lynch film, and that's incredible. But, man, I wonder what they had in mind, and I would have loved to know. People were just not ready for it. No, they weren't, and that's so sad. Mm. So there's two of my hot takes. I'm kind of trying to think if there's another, like, TV cancellation that, like was as quote-unquote personal as both Pushing Daisies and Twin Peaks. Cause God, I love those shows so much. Yeah, I... This is just a more recent thing that I watch, not that it's recent content, but, like, I take such issue with Berserk and where they ended mm. it. Because... I think I said this, I can't remember if it was on the stream or whatever at one point. Yeah, it was just like the last episode was just like, it felt like a filler episode. Yeah. like there's no Not even a cliffhanger or anything. And it's like, there's so much more story to tell. That definitely needed several more seasons. Because like, you know, it was leading up to something that we never got to see. Which is now why I have to read like 41 books. Some, you know, sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. Sometimes it really simply is just like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why it's like, it didn't finish a, the story. Yeah. Upsetting to me. Hmm. Oh, here's what I'm fucking bitter about. The OA. Ah, yes, yeah. God, that show's great. And I know, and here's the thing, like, that one I am holding out hope for because it's relatively recent, and I know that, like, the people who created that show are, like, determined to get that story told like no matter the amount of time it takes so like i mm-hmm. am kind of keeping the faith there a little bit mm-hmm. but man it would have been nice to not have to like break the flow yeah yeah and have to wait all that time yeah hmm. I feel like a super villain petting a cat in my lap like this <laughs> Like a Bond villain. I like it. I'm looking at my movie shelf for potential inspiration, but the thing is that it's kind of far away. We could also think about this the opposite way of, like, what show went on much longer than it should have. Supernatural. I know you don't like Supernatural. No, and here's the thing. I like, I really enjoyed the first three seasons of that show. That show should have ended at season five like it was supposed to. They had, like, like, they did it perfectly. Or, like, if not, maybe not perfectly, but they did a really good job of, like, creating a five-season arc, but then they just had to fucking keep going. Had to milk it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so no. Supernatural had way too many fucking seasons. No. Yeah, I mean, there are just some shows like that that you start off and you're like, oh, this is this is kind of fun or whatever, and then eventually you're like, okay, enough. Yeah. Like the walking head. That went on too long. I got over it. No, and that's the thing. I am sure, like, the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no interest in watching it because when I was in high school, I had a bunch of friends who would get together every week and watch The Walking Dead. And the only thing they would do, like, the day after they had all watched it at whoever's house, was talk about how downhill The Walking Dead had gone. And I was just like, I'm just going to spare myself. I feel like that show... And particularly, like, the last season of Game of Thrones. Like, all people did was hate on it. 
And the thing is, I, like, never hear anyone talk about Game of Thrones anymore. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... See, Game of Thrones is a unique case because it's, like... They did all their fucking up in the one last season, so it's not like... Or, like, the brunt of their fucking up in the one last season, so it's not like they were either cut off too soon or went on too long. I think they were cut off too soon, and that's where a lot of the problem comes in, is that the last season felt very rushed. I mean, yeah. That's also the thing when you... Especially when you start adapt... When you start adapting any book series, when you start adapting something that's like that TM... That has, like, a world map and a dictionary and family trees. Like, you are going to need to give yourself a lot of room to breathe. Yeah. And they, they did cut out a bunch of characters and storylines and stuff. But Yeah, which, like, I mean, again, fair enough. Like, I tried to read, I read, like, the first three or something, and then I just kind of fell off with it. But, like, yeah, there's a fuck ton going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in the, the final season, it was... Um... A lot of people were mad because they felt that some of the choices they made didn't really seem consistent with the characters. I think what the problem is is that they rushed it so much that they didn't have time to kind of explain how the characters got to that point. That's you know, the thing, was... because I think, like, when you watch Breaking Bad, for example, like, that is a, a master class in, like, shifting alliances. Because at the beginning, like, I watched that entire show with my mom, and at the beginning we were like, like, you know, you really feel for Walt, you kind of just, like, you know, you're, uh, this kid's like a fuck-up or whatever, like, but by the end, your alliances completely switch, and it is, again, they do it so well. So, like, it's absolutely possible to, like, to do that and have your audience, like, completely understand why, you know, people's alliances have changed, why X character is so different from when we first met them, but, like, you have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, and from what you're saying and from what other people's reactions I've heard, like, yeah, they did not give themselves the time and space to earn it. Yeah. Because I, I think the big complaint from a lot of people, just in very broad terms, was like, there was a character they thought was a good character the whole time, and then she did a bad thing. You know, and they're like, ah, that doesn't make sense. It's inconsistent. And it's like, we could have gotten there. We really could have. But you have to see, like, you know, your faves or whatever who start out with good intentions, like, slowly forced to make, like, to choose between two, you know, worse and worse options until suddenly this is where we wind up. Or, like, they keep having to, like, concede a little bit, thinking that it's going to help them in the end, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're what they've always been fighting against. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they just didn't give it enough didn't stretch it out enough, didn't go into enough nuance. I think that's ultimately what was the downfall of the final season, but... Yeah, alright, I mean, I'll buy it. I will absolutely yeah. buy it. I yeah, f- the X-Files is also a unique case where I can't say for certain that it necessarily went on for too long, because there was such a seismic shift in the show for the yeah. final like two seasons like maybe if it had like maybe if the final two seasons of the original run had been just more Mulder and Scully I would yeah. have gotten tired of it but I really can't say I mean I think the final season the last revival was fucking horrible that didn't need to happen mm. but um 
And that's another thing about the X-Files is that they they built so much. So, like, frankly, maybe... And that's the thing. Maybe if there had been, like, just nine straight seasons of Mulder and Scully, like, building to the original conclusion that they got to, maybe that would have been, like, you know, close to perfect. Because yeah. they built themselves a huge narrative. Like, mm-hmm. I can... I think it is a story that would theoretically justify nine seasons to tell in its entirety. Yeah. So, that's another kind of unique case, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't super fond of Asian Doggett, but... That was sad. I was like, um, as, as a young girl, I am watching this largely for David Duchovny. It's like, why would you take him from me? Although I will say, they started doing him dirty in, like, seasons four through seven. Mm-hmm. Like, with the hair and everything. Scully just got hotter the entire time. She still is. Well, duh. <laughs> but, like, they really start, like, oh, God. Sometimes I look at, like, season one, Fox Mulder, and then whatever season it was where they had his hair really short and it looked terrible. I'm like, look what they took from me. No. Look at what they took from us. Yeah, no. Me as a kid watching season one Fox Mulder and just... (sighs) Listen. (laughs) You haven't seen Sex Education, right? Yes, I have. You have. Duh. I clearly can't remember what you have and haven't seen, I guess, today. Mommy! Yeah, right? And that's what I was thinking about with Gillian Anderson. Mommy. (laughs) Anyway, this is not Smash or Pass. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to people not knowing that show. I don't know why. That's one wire I'm kind of confused as to why it's still going, because so many people have left. What? Sex education. It's done. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. I, just, I watched the final season a few months ago. I don't know. It just came out a few months ago. I watched it, like, as soon as it came out. Oh, yeah, there was a point where they hadn't announced whether it was going to be the last season yet, and it was like, okay, well, um, Shudy Gatois is gone, Emma Mackey's leaving, it's like, why, why is there any debate? Yep, no, and they knew it was coming, they wrapped it up nicely, Yeah. Oh, maybe I will give that, maybe I will actually finish that show. Shudy's character, I, I felt like, was really, it was a very unexpected, but very satisfying ending for him. Dug it. Noted. Anyway, um... I don't know, I'm notoriously bad at watching final seasons of things. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nothing really... Nothing else is really sticking out of my... I don't think Hannibal needed another three seasons. No. Another yeah. one? Yes. Yeah, a lot of shows could, like, oh, you could have given this a little more room to breathe, you know? finish up some things a little more so i mean we could change our rule to that because frankly any like yeah three is a lot for some of my other sort of unfinished favorites out there again hannibal could have used another one and frankly it would have been perfect although can i really think of another i'm trying to think of another show that just needed like one more and that's the thing, is like, I know there are plenty. I know. They're just not coming to me in a timely manner. 
No. And I know there's a lot where it's like, it just kind of ends and there's not a lot, there's not really resolution. You're like, just, just give us a few episodes, wrap mm-hmm. this up. Like, This might be controversial. I think that the OG Neon Genesis Evangelion could have used another five episodes. Interesting. Um, or, or they could have just had the last few episodes be more useful. I'm not even... I don't even necessarily think that the philosophical point that they were making was, like, unnecessary. I think that should have been a sort of narrative pause before some big, explosive final three to five episodes. Yeah, having those as the last episodes was a bit of an odd choice. Yeah. Which, like, on the one hand, I respect it, but on the other hand, again, I think if that had been the, like... We center ourselves narratively, philosophically, and then go out with a huge bang. Mm-hmm. God tier. And and I love Evangelion, so like this is not like me hating. But I think that would have elevated it even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's so many shows, I'm just not What? Nothing else is really coming to mind for me. Maybe that's because I'm glaringly forgetting something that's gonna, like, hit me right before I go to bed tonight. Yeah, I feel like that happens all the time. Was it- it was a few weeks ago, the pod or the stream that I was, like, listing out anime series that I'd watched, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm forgetting You forgot Demon Slayer, I remember that. I can't remember what- I can't remember which it was, but I remember that happening. Yep, I remember- Demon Slayer, how did I- Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes it's, like, right there and you just you just don't see it. Yeah, I feel that. These are not related. These are from Tokyo Ghoul, but... <laughs> nice. <laughs> this one's from Demon Slayer. This is my random Funko collection over here. I love it. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay. Since I can't really think of anything else, I'm gonna say that we have thoroughly discussed this and you know if something else strikes me later i can always just pop that in whenever but um my other question uh comes from something something that's relevant to my life currently as we all know i've been very much back on my animal crossing bullshit Mm -hmm. um and this was inspired because i tried to play i never play my switch in like handheld mode I always play it in, like, console mode, where I'm, like, using the controller and the game is on my TV. I tried playing in handheld mode for approximately five minutes, and I hated every second of it. Interesting. And I don't know why. The question is, which is better, playing a Nintendo Switch in console mode or handheld? And I understand that, like, there's so much room for nuance here. Although I personally can't picture any situation. I mean, like, unless you're, like taking your switch like on a plane or whatever like you're traveling like you have to play it in handheld mode i can't i can't think of any situation where i would ever voluntarily do it on tiny screen rather than big screen yeah see this is interesting from my perspective because when i first got mine i played it exclusively in handheld mode for like a while you fascinate me 
Well, the 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 reason was that I paid extra to get like the OLED screen, mm. you know, like the yeah. screen. And I was like, well, if I paid all this extra money for this screen, I might as well use this screen, you know. That was sort of the motivation. Okay. Um, and I didn't have any external controllers, and it's like, yeah, I can put the Joy Cons in the thing, but whatever. Um, oh, I don't have a controller. I always just do the Joy Cons in the sort of accessory that it gives you. Now I have two controllers that are external. I know. Um, but I eventually decided to put it in the console, and uh, I was like, yeah, it could be nice to see it on the bigger screen. And it felt so weird for a while. I couldn't get used to it. I was like, yeah. The screen is so far from my hands because you get used to seeing your hands next to the screen. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and it's just something very strange about it. There was like a disconnect, like a coordination issue. No, even when I first got my Switch, I like never played it handheld. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose part of the point of what I, w- I was trying to get at was um, it depends on what you get used to. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't know why I got so used to... Like, I don't... Like, there was no point at the beginning, even where I ever kind of, like, switched back and forth or whatever. I was always just like, nope, it go-. And maybe that's because most of my gaming as a child, other than, like, on my, like, actual little Game Boy, was done like on a Wii and an Xbox. So mm-hmm. it was always like controller in hand looking at the screen. So maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. 
I, I think the main reason why handheld might be preferable would be the situations where you, you might do a lot of tilting and things like that. Because then you're actually kind of moving the screen. I think it makes yeah. more sense. You know, because like if you're doing, I think you could do Mario Kart like that, right? Where it's like you tilt you can, it but you can also sh like you can also just do the motion controls with either just the straight up Joy Cons if you have a controller that like an extra controller that you purchased, or like with the Joy Cons and the accessory that comes with your Switch, yeah. you can still do the like motion tilt control. Yeah, but I feel like having it in front of you, like right there, is like you're in a car more so than like it's yeah, all the way yeah, okay. Um, it just feels more natural, I guess, in, in a way. Point taken. I mean, that's the only in situation I could think of. Yeah, I mean, I am gonna sort of make my hard declarative statement that console mode is always better. Eh, but that's also I mean, just me. That's generally my preference now that I'm used to the bigger screen. Because there's a lot of things where it's like, Especially games like Zelda, there's so much freaking detail mm -hmm. that could get lost on a tiny screen. It wasn't such a big deal when I was playing Kirby. <laughs> you but know, even then, I like the new, the most recent Kirby, Forgotten Land. Like, it's, especially compared to, like, the Kirby games I grew up playing on my DS. Like, it's so detailed. I want, like, compared to that, I want to see it as blown up as possible. No, I played through Kirby in its entirety twice, entirely on my, my handheld. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so now, final thing, you had something that you came across on Facebook that inspired some questions. Please, the floor is yours, bestie. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> we were talking about this before, and I think it's like before we were rolling, so it's probably not repeating myself for the, for the people, but um, this guy is a magician, <laughs> and I know him from my college activity days when I would plan campus events and stuff. Um, and he, he has a pretty big following because he has like, you know, students from colleges over like 15 years, you know, so he's got a lot of people on there. And so he likes to do this thing where he posts questions, usually ones that are sort of controversial and people end up arguing in the comments. But sometimes they're just like, they're fun things. The ones he posted today was, uh, no more fun facts. Tell me the most unsettling thing about you. So that was fun to read. But... Unsettling thing about me personally? Yeah. The, the one that stuck with me is somebody said that they are 35 and three of their ex-boyfriends are dead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I can do that thing in my head where if I hear someone's voice for a little while, I can hear them say words that I've never heard them say. Yeah. I'm, like, really good at it. Yeah, no, there was, some, there was definitely some creepy things on there that people were posting. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything all that creepy about me. Yeah, I could, I, I tried to think of one. I couldn't think of anything. Like, someone was like, it was just said, I was born dead. I was born with a hole in my heart. They fixed, they fixed it. It's fine now. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I don't know if that, yeah. I don't have anything like that. Yeah. I mean, so you can think on it. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep ruminating on that one. But that yeah, one's the yeah, one. that one's going to stick with me. I'm not going to lie to you. The most specifically, no more fun facts. What is the most unsettling thing about? All right, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be percolating for a while. I like it. But the one, <laughs> the one that 
I meant to bring up was um it was just a simple question of what is the movie quote you use the most often which I think is an interesting question to consider because it op- opens up a lot of questions as well like other questions I think regardless of whether I'm sort of echoing this because someone already said the first half of this quote or because I'm doing it myself. I think the thing I quote most often is could be worse, could be raining from young Frankenstein, whether I am finishing someone else's sentence with the could be raining or I'm just saying it to myself. That's probably the one I quote most often. There is definitely a pod from a few months ago where I say that, that that is the thing you quote most often. Okay, cool. So there's a precedent. That 100% happened. So that seems, yeah, that seems, I'm gonna lock that in as my final answer for that part of the question. Almost certainly that quote from Young Frankenstein. I, I feel like it's hard to answer because I think most of the time when I'm quoting something, I don't realize I'm doing it. Also possible. Um, and so I know that there's a lot of things I quote, I just... I, I lack awareness. You're so right. Like, I know that you and I both do the, and there was much rejoicing all the time. I was about to say, I definitely fit in the, um, like, holy grail quotes where I can. Oh, yeah. I do the, on second thought, let's not go to Camelot. You do say that all, yeah. So it's, I mean, frankly, I feel like it's gotta be something from Holy Grail. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite movie, so it makes a lot of sense, but... Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like to slip in. There are some who call me... Tim? I don't say Tim, I'll throw in something else. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I feel like there's there's something that I use all the time, and I just don't know what it is, you know? I'll keep an eye out for it and let you know. Now that I've thought of this. Yeah, and I looking through some of the comments that people made, there were a lot of people who were bringing up um, Princess Bride. Right? Yeah. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah. I should just use that in class the other day. There you go. <laughs> I don't remember why, but... Um, so there were a lot, of, a lot of quotes from that. Uh, a lot of Anchorman quotes. Like, I'm in a glass cage of emotion. Yeah. This open. Um, and that's... Reading some of those things is what kind of got me thinking about other related questions. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I feel like there there do tend to be a lot of the the same ones that pop up over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> She's a witch! Burn her! There you go. Oh, better. <laughs> um, but, you know, it kind of, <clears throat> again, creates that, that question of, like, are there some that are quoted too much? Yes, absolutely. Fight Club. Oh, interesting. I do, like, I also just... That movie... Here's the thing. I haven't even actually seen that movie. But the very concept of it pisses me off so much because it is just, like, the favorite of so many, like, toxic men determined to misunderstand that movie yeah yeah so like i don't care i don't 
at your fight club quote, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Honestly, same thing with anything that Heath Ledger's Joker has ever said. And, like, I love Heath Ledger. Seems like he was a very cool dude. Like, absolutely no shade to that performance. It was honestly great. It's just the, like, the people that latched themselves to that performance. (sighs) I just realized that I quote Christmas Vacation a lot. That's, that's top. Yeah. The frequency with which I say, oftentimes just to myself, little full, a lot of sap. Ah, okay, yeah. Yep, all right. I also throw in the, you serious, Clarks? Or, um, don't piss me off, Art. And people are like, why are you calling me Art? I like it. So there's there's lots, um, lots that I use from that one. Yeah, fight club quotes annoy me. Any other sort of, like, toxic masculinity movie faves? Nearly, and I, I, I shouldn't say this because it, it's, it, <clears throat> ah, I'm finally free. <laughs> because there's a bit of hypocrisy in it, which I will explain in a moment. Okay. But nearly anything quoted from a Will Ferrell movie bothers me. Valid. And that um, a hypocrite because I sometimes do quote. <laughs> yeah, like I gotta say, Anchorman. I'm I'm fucking tired of hearing it. Yeah. Like it's a funny enough movie, but I'm I'm like enough. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ones I saw on there was uh from uh Talladega Nights where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I do say that a lot. <laughs> Which like okay, valid, it. fair enough. It's not that like every single quote from any Wolf Ferrell movie is bad, but God, again, Anchorman, I'm I'm yeah. over it. That movie came out a long time ago, can we? And maybe this is, like, totally down to some sort of just, like, you never really can tell exactly what your personal preferences are gonna be and why. Like, I'm never tired of Napoleon Dynamite. Hmm. And that's just me personally, and frankly, I think a lot of people would put that in the same sort of category of comedy as some other things that I think are overquoted. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's obviously, like, wholly subjective yeah it's so personal it's sort of like innately like filled with hypocrisy oh yeah 100 percent. what to you is a fun thing to quote can be super irritating to somebody else but mm-hmm. also vice versa right like yep. yeah i'm sure there are people who are like how dare you i love anchorman yeah, and I'm sure there's people who are like, shut up, I've heard enough of, you know, the Holy Grail, I've heard enough of Napoleon Dynamite, and like, yeah, yeah fair enough, bro. Yeah, no, that's fair. Absolutely, but <clears throat> I was trying to think if there's like, like, what is the most multi-purpose quote? Ooh. Because I mm. feel like there are some that work almost regardless of the circumstances. Oh, man. I mean, it's hard to think of on the spot, but... No, I know, but I feel like there's gotta be something. Another one from the Holy Grail that I do a lot is, I feel happy! That's a good one. (laughs) 
man, this is really bugging me because I know there's something good that I, I it's like it's just out of reach of my yep. my brain. Yep. Yeah, and I I mean this I came across what was that like just before noon or something like that mm-hmm. today and I was all day so I haven't really thought about it but yeah. But I feel like yeah. I feel like the quotes I use most often I'm unaware of because I just, they've worked because, them so Yeah, because they work for, like, everything. I mean, this is kind of hypocritical of me to say because I quote this constantly and yet no one seems to know what I'm quoting, but the could be worse could be raining. It works for so many things! People are often complaining. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's that, but again, my struggle with no one recognizing that, I feel like, defeats my own argument. Other than you. <laughs> I love young like that. Hmm. Marty mm. Feldman. I love Marty Feldman. <laughs> that is a great movie. <laughs> um, it's it's not from a movie. It's from a TV show. But uh, there was a thing I kept saying all the time. Apparently, I didn't realize I was doing it. Where I kept saying, "You're out of your damn mind," and I just kept doing a lot. Didn't notice until. I said it, and one of my friends was like, you say that all the time, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> why? It's from Psych. Oh, yeah. Didn't even realize I was doing it. Yeah, that'll work. So I feel like there's there's definitely ones like that. Just other people. This is driving it. me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's gotta be there's gotta be something. And still nothing comes to me. No. I feel like this is almost too obvious, but the like we're gonna need a bigger boat, like yeah, that works for a lot of things. Any sort of situation where you find yourself in over your head. You know, that is one of those things where it's like it is used a lot. And pretty much every time it's used, it is appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's one of them. Because often the circumstances that you're currently in, your resources are insufficient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is a often encountered life scenario. Actually, oh, here I'm looking at my hundred movies bucket list poster and seeing if that's inspiring anything. New quote: Casablanca. Oh, yeah, that's... Hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's really bugging me. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's always Airplane, I Am Serious, and Don't Call Me Shirley. I love that one. It's a Applic- applicable in many scenarios. Shirley, you can't be serious. Yeah. So good. The best jokes are the ones that are like just silly. Like it's not about mocking anyone or putting anyone down. They're just stupid in a clever yeah. way. That's another thing about like I feel like some of the most often quoted things, like it's kind of weird to say, but you don't always get like it'll often come up as like, oh, what's your favorite movie quote versus like I get to use this regularly because I think some of the best ones require such a setup. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just throw out a "Don't call me Shirley" and people understand why. It's like it's usually just because I'm real tired. I'm just someone's annoying me. I'm like, "Don't call me Shirley." Then why you do what? Understandable. Cultured swine. It's Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, nothing. Nothing is really springing to mind from the poster here, which is kind of unfortunate. I know I've looked at that poster. Oh, Although I wonder if it would be even more helpful if I had more of the squares scratched off. I still have a few on there that I gotta that I gotta work my way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton on there I've seen that you haven't scratched off yet. We'll get there eventually. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Did seeing this inspire any other questions, or were those your sort of two tangents that you wanted to bring up? Um, I mean, we, we've talked about this before. I can always, there's always more. But it is a skill. But here's the thing, I'm trying to estimate because I turned on my screen recorder a little while before you actually showed up, and it says 56 minutes right now, but I know that that's not actually the case. It's not that short. How, how long after I was here did you turn? Wait, no, it's been on the whole time. It's been on the whole time. So it depends on where you cut it, but I'd say we've been going for like 45, 50 minutes. I like to att- I like to attempt to keep things vaguely consistent. I know we have some of our like extra long guest specials, which I'm hoping that's the case next week, but um, some vague consistency is all I shoot for. <laughs> I keep my standards low. <laughs> Then you can't be disappointed. <laughs> Alright, yeah, yeah, so with that being said, I think that can move us right into the weekly worsening. Uh, would you like to begin? Sure. Um, I don't have a ton this week. I, I was thinking about it. I actually, like, a lot of the things I normally bring up, like, I haven't been watching anime or playing with my 3D printer. Um, but I did get my very first Amiibo. Oh, I love it! You- Link. That's so fun. And it's for a, I don't want to say a stupid reason, but there's a particular item in the game that is difficult to obtain mm-hmm. called an ancient blade. And it is an amazing thing. Like most enemies, you hit them with an ancient blade, like on your arrow or something, they're gone. Okay. They just literally cease to exist. It's incredible. Um, and I was like, man, I really wish I could have more of these things. And I read online that if you have this specific amiibo, you can get one ancient blade a day with it. So that was the entire reason I bought this figure, which was like 40 bucks. I mean, I bought the Pokemon Pokeball controller. No, I bought the Pokeball shaped controller for my copy of Pokemon Let's Go for my Switch, because, um, that's how you get Mew, the Pokemon Mew. Like, I bought a whole controller because I wanted that Pokemon in the game. It's yep. so, like, I've done a similar thing. I can't judge you. Yeah. This one came out for Breath of the Wild, so it's, the style is a little bit different. But, like, the detail on it is incredible, actually. Hmm. Very cool. It just came today. Um, I very I had, like, a few minutes to try to make it work and couldn't make it work. So there's a little part of me that's afraid that I somehow messed with the NFC sensor when I took off the shell on my 
Twitch Let's hope that wasn't the case. Fingers crossed for you. Recognizing him, I'm like, hmm. I hope I didn't do something bad. Oh boy. I hope not as well. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm almost like disappointing this week, which is kind of sad because I just, I just keep doing the same things. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm uniquely worse this week. I continue to play Animal Crossing. I continue to play Elden Ring. And frankly, I think I'm going to get a controller, like a game controller for my computer specifically to continue playing Elden Ring and hopefully maybe have a slightly better time actually progressing in that game. We'll see. I think I found a pretty decent deal. Because I don't want... I don't like the Bluetooth, the notion of the Bluetooth controller for my computer because it can make your reaction time slower like it's better to have it be wired so that there's no lag which is very much not what you want when you're playing a game like Elden Ring or Dark Souls or some shit mm -hmm. so I think I'm probably gonna spring for one of those very soon and now I'm justifying it to myself even further by being like, oh, you could also use it for Dark Souls. And maybe if you wanted to play Bloodborne. There you go. So that's um, me. That there. Yeah. I'm kind of getting worse in real time. But yeah, other than yeah. that, there's nothing new. Let me put it that way. I continue, like, again, still reading Ancient Magus's Bride, having an absolutely fantastic time, still playing Elden Ring, still playing Animal Crossing. It just. This is another week, I think, for both of us, in some sense or another, of it continues. It worsens things that we've already established, just digging ourselves deeper into our respective holes. I think part of that might be that it's the winter months. Yeah, you know, like, I feel like there's a little... Your opportunities to broaden your horizons unless you just start playing a bunch of new video games, which, like, technically, Elden Ring, that's very much new for me. But, like, it's kind of limited. You can start a new series, you can start a new show, you can start being weird in those ways, you can start making yourself worse in those ways, but it's not like I can, like, go out and, like, get really into geocaching right now. <laughs> or, like, yeah. it would be highly inconvenient, too. Well, I mean, so the reason I was thinking about it that way was, like, as we approach con season. Yeah, con season. Oh, actually, um, I did get tickets to go see Avatar again in New Jersey. <laughs> I did that today. But also, like, it was, like, 40 bucks, so who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i gonna go to Toracon, like, the um, anime convention near here, just to shop. Cause I, I love it. Think, I've been complaining about this for almost a year now, that I only bought two of the Chainsaw Man prints that that person was selling, and I wish I would have gotten all four, and I'm counting on her being there so I can get I the mean, other two. I mean, in defense of your past self... We had watched approximately five episodes of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> so, like, you didn't know. It's haunted me ever since, though. Like, I specifically left, because they're up here, I specifically left openings on the wall for the other two. So, I'm going go to buy those prints. I'm going to buy a ticket just to buy prints. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But then, you know, we'll, we'll get into uh, the Saratoga Springs Comic Con. And then there's the Nickel City Comic Con in Buffalo. Yes. I've been looking at the um, 
Niagara Falls Comic Con a little bit. All right. So, I think those kinds of things will just really worsen. Yeah, I think I am going to go insane um, once I start having, once I start attempting to build an EVA foam mask for the first time. But I have to finish my armor first. I'm not letting myself do that until I finish at least one other thing. Yeah. Just wait till the first episode of the pod when I'm done making my, um, my, like, cloak. My Attack on Titan cloak. Because I'm going to be putting that on and just, like... Exciting times all around. So, like, I know worse things are coming. This is a sort of calm before the storm. Yes. Yes. Because it's, like, still sort of the dark, depressing months, and you're just kind of, like, chilling, and still yeah. don't feel like doing much but gaming. Yeah. I'm, and again, I'm, like, I'm making plans to become worse. I know it's coming, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it's often you talking about concerts and especially afterward, but like, wait till I go to those concerts in Toronto this summer. Fantastic. I, I love it. Oh. Hi. Hey, remember when she wasn't a lap cat? Yeah, that was. Man. Can't believe we ever <laughs> for, thought you know, that. Most For most of her existence. I feel like Oliver hasn't been on screen in way too long. Hold on. Kyle? If you can hear oh. me, please bring the boy. I would like to request Kyle join us for a guest question on one of the upcoming pod episodes. Hit me with it. I will write this down right now. As a player of Zelda. Great. I don't even need to know what it is. I just want to watch people fight. I, I want to ask him if the Rito and... Uh... Not the Rito, the Zora and the Gorons are cannibals. Okay. <laughs> like, it wouldn't really work for us, but... I don't think he heard me, and I don't feel like unplugging. <laughs> so... Oh, well. Next time. Actually, no, probably not next time, because next time I gotta be all... Well, not... Hmm. I hesitate to call myself professional in any circumstance no matter how like excited i am or how like big of an opportunity it feels like or like how big of a like a, a, a get i guess because mm -hmm. this isn't supposed to be professional this is fun yeah. time mm -hmm. so friends is right in the name. Hmm? friends is right in the name friends is right in the name so maybe us being overly friendly is in some way, shape, or form. Us being professional, but, uh, oh, wait. It's with the brand. What the fuck? I hate spam texts. I hate them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next week, exciting times all around. Girl, I hope you have been channeling whatever just tiny particle of metalhead you might have residing somewhere deep in your being. I hope you've dug it up. I hope... That I just, I, hmm, I'm really excited. I hope you're ready for this. We are talking with Zalothra, the lead singer of Plagues. You look like you were about to say something. Well, I was just going to say, I don't really have metalhead in me, but I also You've, don't There's know, some hardcore in there. Well, I was Weaponize say, I it. I don't know Zalothra as, like, a person, um, 
and so maybe like metal isn't his whole thing maybe he is also into like some of the punk rock and stuff like that he did name drop gogo bordello in one stream yeah and that's why i'm gonna wear my gogo bordello t-shirt one of my gogo bordello t-shirts rock on so you know so my point being i think he and i will find commonality and music even if it's not metal you know man i am so excited about this so uh make sure you show back up for that it i think it's gonna be a great time i have had this episode planned for ages before i even knew we were gonna be able to pull it off just as a sort of like maybe one day like the same thing that happened when i wrote down questions i was like huh it'd be funny to to ask like henry zabrowski these things and then eventually we got there somehow so I, i swear we wrote these questions like last spring yeah probably because yeah. I've been listening to Plagues for a hot minute and tuning into all the many of the streams like a good little scholar of light. So this is very exciting. I'm yeah, I'm gonna make a bold statement and say, don't miss it. It's gonna be freaking awesome. So with that all being said, thank you for fighting with us friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you and we will see you again next week with Zolothra. Hell yes, rock on. We'll see you then. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at brkelly98 and at nsarahsaid. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider subscribing to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.